Okay. You ready? One, two, three, go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another Field the Night podcast with your boy B Boy, Maria, Sebastian. <laughs> I, he, I guess he's gonna be a regular on the show. Yeah, for real. So welcome back to another uh, episode where we discuss about what's going on in the nightlife and also a lot what's going on around the world. So uh, should we start or yeah, wants to start off? I mean, we just start from what happened last night. I mean, they kind of went another part two of the whole, you know, promoter podcast promoter versus owner owners. And eh. this time we had a very um, different guest. Yeah, they had uh, Tommy. Yes, they um, had. Uh, we also had Iraq. Iraq Entertainment. It's pretty. That was actually pretty. Definitely an interesting conversation, though. Just on the on the business standpoint, on the promoter side, though. So, for those of you listening that don't know who Iraq is or Thomas Jonathan is, so as you guys know, last week we did a podcast on the Acapella podcast run by Freakout. It was promoters versus owners. We had, you know, we went over the guest this week. We changed it up, and they had. Iraq Entertainment, Erol is one of the biggest promoters in Jersey when it comes to nightlife. He's not so much in our land industry, he's more of the, for lack of a better word, the white parties. Um, if anybody knows him, you might not even know who he is, but you might have gone to one of his parties, Botaga Brunch. Um, he ran a couple of places in AC as well. He's currently the owner of Society. In, in Lynnhurst, right? In Lynnhurst. Yeah, so he jumped in as a half promoter, half uh, owner. Oh, wow. And then for the promoter side, we had Thomas Jonathan, who's someone that we discussed last week, went on with Negro's Party and had a very, very strong views on promoters, old promoters way of promoting and how they criticize the way that new promoters handle their business. Yeah, well, he, he made a difference between the new promoters and the old promoters. Mm-hmm. And that was a discussion that they all wanted to uh, get into because as always, you, you always got to give respect to the old promoters old school ones that give out used to give out flyers and used to bring out their people and you actually used to speak to people now in in our era which is promoting on your side which is mostly social media i mean not, not a lot of promoters are really getting into the fact that they're pushing they're just putting up a flyer and telling you to come yeah but that's you know? the thing that's something that also eddie g touched up on there's a difference between the promoter that just posts up a flyer and he's like oh i hope you guys come or something you know, that's doing the bare minimum. I don't even think that's bare minimum. I think that's just being lazy. Yeah, that is the bare minimum. That's being super lazy. If you're a successful promoter, you know, there's a lot more to it than just posting up a flyer. You have to personally, like, what works for me best is personal invites. Hit someone up directly. It gives them some sort of accountability on that. Now that it's not like I just sent them a flyer. They got a personal invite, you know, so it makes it more, more appealing personal? also to come more personal because yeah. they know that they were invited by who's running the party. I'll probably offer them some shots or something so they know there is some sort of give and take when it comes to them attending my events rather so, than me just posting so basically what i got yesterday because we all know tommy does these really big events you know let's say six or seven times a year and when he hosts them they're really big events because i personally know people that go to his events and he's packing this place out like but what do you think, like, because even how they touched on, how Eddie G was touching on it yesterday, you know, Tommy, when he hosts an event, it's Tommy presents, not Lobby presents, not Barcode presents, Tommy presents, da-da-da-da. Yeah, that's something that that I, I, I understand and I agree with. So what he was saying was, so he does a certain amount of events a year, 
which is why it works for him because it's something that you look forward to and also the exclusivity of it and the limited time for it so like like eddie g said you can't go to a tommy party every single weekend you know like like the big events like he, uh tommy did mention he's a partner at flow lounge i believe and uh some other spot <clears throat> yeah Five but off. like they're they're also like the thing that eddie did emphasize was the fact that the production of it they're not as big as his events and which is something that i agree with in a long time ago when i had lulu's i was doing a monthly party only because but the location and what the kind of events that i wanted to throw it didn't make sense to do a weekly party correct and every time that we throw a monthly event we used to pack out the place because it was a monthly event because if you missed it you had to wait a whole other month for me to throw another party which is okay but yeah. i mean but it was a good it was like it was at a good established you know really opening up a latin scene when it was happening though because i mean you had havana but you know yeah, but that was later that's the thing like i was i understood the the like one-off kind of things or like the every other month or every month kind of party a long time ago because i understood that at that time hoboken was not a clubbing place it wasn't it's was bar hop you know it was bar hop and also lulu's is so secluded from the main club it's all the way at the end the only place nearby is wicked wolf which is still like two blocks away and it's inside of a hotel so there's not like a big sign outside there was no sort of way of knowing that it was there yeah you know so like that's why it made sense to throw those kind of parties and for tommy's end it makes sense to throw the parties that he does so far apart because of the grandeur of the of the parties that he throws of the actual like performance and the way because his parties are huge you know they're not just a dj maybe a dancer like he goes all out yeah which is why i feel like he got his props from eddie and and here's a funny thing uh story that he got into was um when he wanted to book a headlining dj when it came to uh booking camillo <clears throat> dj camillo from hot 97 it was um he literally went up to him and told him like i want to book you for my next party but he, you know as a as a headlining dj like he wouldn't want to work with him because of what he could bring to the table he didn't know what he could bring to the table so you know the way he like <clears throat> you know um put himself out there and trying to get his name known you know it's 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 you know i give him props for that you know he's young too what he's like 24 25 i have no idea but he's a young dude oh right, yeah he's young so he's like our age but still like he, he he at least he tries to make a better party and you know a better environment for him and his crowd and that's uh, you know i give him props for that that's the thing like something that that him and iraq both touched upon that is the blueprint for successful promoters is one knowing exactly what you bring to the table and not settling for anything else yeah you know something that iraq that i felt like was a very fresh perspective coming from an owner side he said that there was times that he built up a whole party and when the party got built up the owner kicked him out but the par the reason why Which the party flopped the later on was because he made sure he focused the party on him on his promoting company on iraq entertainment so it didn't matter what the venue was because he did the brunch in different locations like it was a botaga brunch for a very long time uh for whatever reason they separated and no matter where he took that brunch it was successful because it wasn't about the location it wasn't about the owner it wasn't about the venue it was about him the and the party that he was bringing and something he touched up on as well is he's very like numbers and data motivated so he collected the data of what he was doing he had a database so he knew exactly what he was bringing to the party and it's something that thomas jonathan also did you know and that's how they were able to determine that it was their success that made the club popular that made that party popular and not just so much to the venue 
which I felt like was a lot more refreshing than Edigy's perspective of its barcode is going to be packed up anyway, and promoters trying to ride off of the hype of the club. You know, and it's, and it's very good that they had Iraq because Iraq has been promoting for 11 years. And he no, took. Seven. No, he said, he said 11, no? I, I, I don't know. I, don't know. I think it's between 7 or 11. I don't know. Well, those <laughs> somewhere those, in there. It, it's, it's, um, it's a long time, yeah. You know, and then he took all of that, all that experience, everything that he did, and he learned, and he got his own place. Society, um, they to be a club that's not relatively large, and they have a really early early closing time because of Lynnhurst, they're actually very successful. Their parties are nuts. Well, they uh, compromised with that by opening up early, an hour early, mostly 9 o'clock. Yeah, 9. 9 to 2 p.m., but, you know, I haven't been to those parties. I haven't been to society since this whole thing happened, but... I know that he's had big, big headlining DJs, Latin uh, format, and also like hip hop format. So it's like he caters to every crowd, and that's the one thing I took, a, like I got from the interview, was that E Rock doesn't just focus on one nightclub. Like he markets himself outside of everything else. Like he wants to be Jersey. He just doesn't want to be, for example, like Barcode being Elizabeth. He doesn't just want to be one place. Like he actually has his own people out there, and he has like his own organization, and he's tried to sort everything out, and like. Even, he even said it like he has people in AC who look out for him the people in Vegas or people in Miami who know him like that's yeah. that's that's really cool like you know to, to get like that in, in so short a time like it tell, it shows what kind of a person you are when it comes to work you know he's very smart in the way that he built his team and how he marketed it and I know when the first time that I met Iraq was one through one of his promoters and you know just to see that the way that he organized his people it, but it also takes like for me i've tried to build a team for a very long time but it's it's hard because i know how hard i push and i've had difficulty finding promoters who could be on that same level of you know work ethic and trying to get it you know to be like what i want it to be so it's, it's a little annoying for me in that aspect because everyone that i met from his team they were all working hard from the get you know everyone that i pushed hard everyone booked tables it was a very big you know successful organization because of the effort that everybody put into it you know it's crazy though because even like the i think the biggest thing too what they were talking about was the whole like percentage of the bar mm. like grabbing a percentage of the bar but him knowing his numbers if there's three thousand people and they're pouring x amount of shots i know how much i should be getting after a certain amount of money knowing the pos system knowing knowing your knowing your crowd knowing your guest list knowing who's there like i was like yo like yeah, exactly. That's Not what, a lot of people take that into a fact. Like, yeah, that's what I said. Uh, like, he knows his data. You know, that's he's very successful because he's very smart. He mean, like, there's promoters who like, for example, like me. I I feel like I'm very successful in my own, you know, my own account. But like, Iraq has an office. He has like, he made his promoting into a whole business because he had like so much manpower behind it. And that's why too. at that point it it turned to him like it was necessary for him to know that to make sure that he was getting paid. The correct amount that he was getting his fair share of the cake you know because if if he has a large production where he has maybe six promoters under him mm-hmm. and everyone's booking tables everyone's maxing out with the people that they're bringing you know your money has to make sense at the end of it because you don't only have to compensate yourself but at that point you have to compensate your whole team under you yep. yeah and i think even too like the whole direct link thing like the whole direct links for like big events like new year's or whatever the case may be because it's like like what happened new year's if people aren't buying tickets and like you know that's a whole thing like oh they well these people bought tickets under my link then what happens if there's proof you can't fight the proof you have the data showing 
So that's the thing. Like for him, particularly, he runs his own ticket links. So for him, it works. The issue that I've run into ticket links is like when I've worked events that I had a ticket link, and I knew I've had people that that purchased tickets through my link, but it wasn't reflecting later on. Like that's an issue for me because then I have to argue about my pay, and like that's annoying to me because if I know I'm bringing you like and obviously like also any club that hires me. They hire me because they know what I can bring to the table. They're not just hoping that I'm going to bring them people. Yeah. You know, they know that like at this point, my name is a brand and whatever team that I bring in, like, yeah, we're going to bring people, you know? <laughs> so if, if like that's not later being reflected, like that's a problem for my pocket. Cause if I'm investing all this time and like I, I promote links, I promote, you know, posts on Instagram, like I actually pay for that promotion. Yeah. You know, like if, if I'm not getting compensated for that, like it doesn't make sense for me. But for him, like he's the one running his link, so it makes sense for him. You know, that's something that Thomas jo Jonathan also touched upon. Like, you know, he's the one running his links. So he has all that data, you know, but like I don't I don't I haven't run an event yet where I needed to do that. Now, another thing that stuck out was the fact that uh, I, I never knew the whole source behind Eddie G and Carlitos. I don't know if you guys heard that part of the interview. Yeah. So apparently, <laughs> yeah, Brigel pointed out as Carlitos to uh, Eddie G, and uh, Eddie G was, uh, I guess, putting closure into what was going on with the. Uh, it had to do with the post and the uh, the fact that Eddie G's employees were putting a GoFundMe on on Facebook and on social media, and Eddie G had nothing, I had no idea about it. And then it came to the fact where Eddie G was talking. Um, well, actually, it was Carlitos who was coming at Eddie G when he, supposedly according to Eddie G that uh he didn't know the full story. Mm -hmm. Now the full story was the fact that um, I I think it was because I I I really didn't get in touch with it. But I think it was because um mm, All right, I'm so sure. take no, a break. <laughs> so No, no, really. I, I really okay. uh, had a little brain fart there, but it, 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 I don't know. I guess I guess Carlitos went to attack with Eddie G because you know I guess he didn't know the full story. He went into detail with it, but it kept cutting on and off. But I, I really didn't know what was like okay, fully so the full story. When when the whole pandemic happened, obviously a lot of places closed. Barcode hires like they have a very large large staff. workforce. You know they have a very large staff. Um, you know I'm not exactly sure what it was that Eddie G did for any of his employees. None of that was actually. No, he did. He, he was saying like during the pandemic, though, he was buying bulks of food, food. and having his chef come in, cook his employees foods like mm. like it wasn't like he was like he was trying to hold on to them for as long as possible because, you, you know, the barcode brand, the lit 21 brand, like they're all like a united family. So he's trying to help. He's trying to help them out during the pandemic, you know, making sure that they have food to take to the house. But, you know, like he even said they're all employed. They're all getting their unemployment check like. He pays the them. He, he pays, pays them pay, checks. Basically, so we're like, in my head, I'm like, well, so who put that up? Why would they want to put this up? So the the story behind that was, so some employee who like Eddie G didn't, didn't disclose who it was opened that without the authorization of barcode, without speaking to other employees. So it was like one or two employees who started this who felt maybe they weren't getting their share. Maybe it might be people who, like, man, I don't know this for a fact, but I I've, I heard that some of the employees. You know, don't really they work under the table, which you know is their business, whatever. How you run your business is on you. Um, the reason why I highly doubt that is only because eventually, like if when it comes to taxes and stuff, I know Eddie's on point with that. So whoever started this link was sharing it all over the world. It obviously spread like wildfire. Because I yeah. saw that real quick. And I saw it real quick too. 
when Carlitos posted it up with him, this was like right after, I think like the day before. The whole. Uh, as when, when Eddie went on, I'm sorry, Eddie went on his IG talking about that, you know, that he has the money and all the stuff. It was like a conversation about money. Right. And calling out promoters, like whoever wants to invest, that he'll invest with them, whatever, whatever. So Ed, um, Carlitos took the post and he's like, how's Eddie talking about he has all this money? When he can't even pay his own But employees. his employees are starting a GoFundMe. Yeah. And that's when it started. And I got, you guys saw the post on Facebook. Yeah. It lit up. Every single promoter in DJ, I think it was commenting on it. it was, and it started, Eddie himself it, yeah. came on it, called him a bum ass nigga again. Yep. <laughs> and and it just kind of went from there. Then Frigal obviously picked up on it. Frigal was like, look, if you guys want to speak on this, we could do it on the podcast. Carlitos, for whatever reason, said he couldn't. Again, Carlitos is my boy. I love him. Um, but to me, it was kind of like strange, I guess, that he said he couldn't, but he was, you know, he was in the comments as the, the podcast was happening. Yeah. So to me, that was a little like, hmm, okay. Yeah, it, it was it was mostly what Wilson and and uh, Carlitos who was going in the ch- on the com on uh, Facebook Facebook post. Well, yeah, they kept calling they kept calling Wilson a host half the podcast. Oh God. Oh yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> But Obviously even though. yo, but it got it got like really wild though because even like I think at one point, you know, Chet wasn't saying anything. And at one point, Chet was like, "Yo, Giovanni, like stop oh, avoiding, okay. so, so stop they wanted, avoding, yeah, they, they the wanted, conversation yeah, yeah, yeah. about wanted, what you said last week on Negro's party, yeah, on Negro's people, live." Yep, Chet wanted, uh, and like, and you could see Tommy's face because Tommy was like. Like yo, like it's about to go down. It's about to go down. It's about to go down. He just wanted to clear he, something up, and he the fact that he had. He had to had Eddie defend him. Who, Giovanni? Yeah. Because he oh, didn't know yeah. what to say. And Eddie stepped in to save this man's ass. Yep. So, and even still, but he still wouldn't even defend himself because they kept calling it out throughout the rest of the podcast. They were like, yo, what are you going to say? Even even Eddie was uh, trying to justify what he was trying to say. Yeah, basically what Giovanni was trying to say. You know, say it in a nice way, not in a way that he, you know, intentionally said it on Negro's uh, live. So, okay. So, one, I think we should acknowledge that Giovanni was drunk. He was very drunk. I don't know if Chai was drunk, but Chai was trying to fight, trying to pull up to Jersey to beat his ass. So, I don't know if he was sober, he was drunk, or he was just with the shit that day. We're not going to talk about the shot that he took at his ass too, though? At the beginning of the podcast. I'm not trying to be 45, 55, still promoting in clubs. Yeah. No, management. This is the thing. Yeah. Yesterday, I guess everyone had high expectations of the podcast. Being juicy. Because of last week. Yep. So, personally, like yesterday when the podcast started, Tommy said he was waiting for Giovanni to come on, and when he wasn't coming on, he was like, oh, I guess he pussied out. So everyone was like, oh, he pussied out, he's not coming on. And for a oh. second, I was like, oh, shit, he maybe did he pussy out, because at that point, Chad was waiting, Tommy, the whole, everybody was waiting. And when they were calling him, he wasn't picking up. He later picked up, and he said, oh, give me a few minutes. Whatever the case may be, he said he was busy, right? <laughs> so there was a lot of things that needed to be addressed. One, what happened with Chad and Giovanni. Giovanni talking crazy, saying he owns two businesses, that he doesn't want to be almost 50 uh, being a promoter. promoter yeah. Um, then obviously his comments about not wanting to throw gay parties or black parties because they ruin his business or something like that. They're high risk or something like that. Yeah. So the, so that was a couple of things that needed to be addressed. Right. I feel like yesterday the podcast was one, a little boring because I mean, it was a mature podcast, which I think is what made it boring for but me. But it was, it was like a lot of the stuff was repetitive. Uh, it there was. wasn't as much energy. Like it was like, I was expecting it to be hyped, 
just because of all the nonsense from last week. So I tuned in and I'm like, yo, it's about to get wild in here. But it it, it was very disappointing. If that's what you went for, it was disappointing. Because yeah. for me, it was very disappointing. There was a point that I even tuned down only because it was so repetitive. You know, at that point, we've already heard from Chad. We've already heard from Medici. We've heard from Jabani. Like, there was no new new perspective on it. The only thing that was new, I guess, was like Eddie G giving props to promoter, which was Tommy. Yeah. I would have liked to hear more from Negro's party, again, from Tommy and Iraq, because they brought first perspectives. Because we have, again, Iraq, someone who is a promoter, but also an owner. Tommy, who is a one of the younger, newer promoters. You know, he's not necessarily a new promoter, but he's one of the younger and newest ones who agrees with the sense of like, you know, we have to get with the times. You know, social media is a tool. How you use it is up to you and someone who's had success with that point for me chan and eddie g and giovanni didn't really bring anything new it was repetitive yeah i mean at one point giovanni was still quiet yeah chad wanted to and talk then every time he's talking he's like oh because you know i'm an owner like okay we get it. you're a fucking owner all right we get That's it true. like we, we we heard it the first time we heard it the first time other than that like okay so what like exactly you, no you can only like you can only say so much because then it's like because even told him chad told him he's like yo shut the fuck up like we get <laughs> it you about something else like yeah? literally it's it, the same it's literally the same exact nonsense i mean i understand why freak out brought them all back on because there was things that need to be addressed but, but after they didn't that even address, they exactly. barely they like beat around the bush let's be realistic they beat yeah. around the bush no because giovanni like once you're sober your energy's different like when he was drunk he was talking crazy <laughs> You know, he was throwing shots in the comments. He went on, he was throwing shots at Chad. Right, bro. Boy. But bro, then, bro. like, that energy was obviously different. You know, like, and, it, and it's cool. I get it. You know, sometimes you say dumb shit when you're drunk. I mean, I personally uh, wouldn't would know. necessarily, uh, I wouldn't necessarily attack any particular group because it's just not how I am sober or drunk. But, you know, for him, I just felt like it wasn't as productive as that conversation could have been. And honestly, it was just, I, to me, it was boring. It was very boring. I mean, the only things that I feel like were new what? were now that we had like kind of a guideline on when New Jersey is going to reopen. Oh, uh, let, let's get into that in the in after after the little break. Let's gonna song we got here. Who we got? Hello. Okay, all right, mamu, let's go with some bachata. You ready? I'll be right back.
de mí lo que has querido sin saber Que es una injusticia ser esclavo en tu red Y hoy te pongo una querella Que este abuso se resuelva Yo por su amor Llevo un delirio que me enferma Yo por su amor Me merezco una recompensa Yo por su amor He sufrido lesiones y varios perjuicios al corazón Yo por su amor por el daño causado y te demando Not hitting me. I need to wake up, bro. Bro, Fuck. we have so much to talk about, and what we here, bro. You can tell that shit's warm the hell down. It doesn't matter. I mean, coffee, it's iced coffee. Ooh. Should we do a commercial again? Yeah. <laughs> Sponsored post. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, All right. So before we got um, into commercial, a little commercial break there. Uh, Sebas and uh, was gonna get into the fact that what was gonna happen with the whole capacity for nightclubs. So you want to take it away? So, I mean, apparently we got the news yesterday. Uh, so June 15th, you know, they're going into phase two. So that's, you know, outside seating with the limited capacity. And then, you know, June 22nd, we got barbershops and uh, nail salons, hair, hair, salons. hair salons, sorry, not nail salons. Those are opening back up. <clears throat> I think one of the biggest questions is what's going to happen in the nightlife scene now that we're moving into phase two and, you know, cases are going down what's gonna happen you think people one people are gonna want to go out always so summertime. so yes <laughs> obviously people want to go out all the time people even go out in the winter we've been to clubs where it's snowing outside of people but no out. but here's the part Hoes two get right? cold baby <laughs> <laughs> but here's the part two is it gonna be as enjoyable though if it's only a limited amount of people though so this that's what you guys thing. were discussing behind the scenes so, what you guys were saying so okay so now that we know that the country's like another country new jersey is starting to open back up Right, because we see in other states, life has resumed, like regularly scheduled programming. Yep. There's places like Florida where places are open, people are drinking. I have friends in Florida, they're living their best life down there. Oh, I bet. Right? So for us going into phase two now, starting June 15th, we have outdoor seating being expanded for the capacity for outside. After, uh, I know on June 22nd, we're doing barbershops and salons. After that, we have gyms and clubs and bars. So like for inside. So now I feel like because people have been inside for so long, whatever we can get, we're gonna take those little crumbs of social interaction and, and we're gonna run with it. You got, we're gonna have people sh showing up with the DJs and set up? Oh, yeah, so absolutely. <laughs> yeah, so, it's gonna be me. So like, 
With the outdoor seating, there's a lot of places that have patios who I think are going to maximize on on that being opening up. Uh-huh. So um, there's a lot of questions that we had, and we have some of them written down, so we're going to go over them right now. So if clubs open towards the mid-end of summer, will there be any point to just DJ for a limited amount of people? So yeah. that DJ is for you guys. Okay, so um, if clubs open towards the mid-end mid of summer, would they be? Honestly, for me, personally, there's no point. For me, there's no point. I'm not. I'm not gonna be booked for a party, but for a party of 25, 30 people that no one's gonna show up to. So it's not that people are not gonna show up to. It's not the same feeling when you're doing when you're doing a, a but, nightclub though. Because when you when you get that cr- in the action, and you have you know 100, 200 people there, even if it's something small, mm-hmm. at least you know like you're DJing for a crowd. I think for 25, 30 people, it's a little bit, I guess, awkward. Yeah, but I, I honestly, I'd rather be outdoors than be indoors. Yeah, that's the thing. Right now, we're talking about outdoors. Oh, we're talking about outdoors. Yeah, no, indoors won't happen until after June. Listen, I just got hit up, when was it, Saturday to do a, a little we- wedding party in a backyard. That's cute. In August. I'll yeah. do it. For August, yeah, but that's the thing. Dude. That's a pretty With, every, with outside, everything going on, too. we have to take it literally month by month. Because as you guys have seen this year, every month has bought a whole different thing. We started with World War Three. What are we in Jamaica? Then we just went to like honestly <laughs> level this, three. We're on level we're, six now. <laughs> so I mean, we can't even look into August yet. So if you have a booking, that's great, but we won't even know what will be happening then. We won't have be another World War Three. We won't even know what's happening, right? So if we take it month by month and what's happening right Yo, now. Yeah, you know the crazy thing? I saw the best post. It was like, if we get to December, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be the best season finale. Bobby Schmurder gets out. Jesus oh Jesus! <laughs> no. All right, but to answer the question, if clubs will open up mid or, or end of summer, would there be any point to DJ? Honestly, no, because well, fall is going to come in and we might get another second wave of coronavirus. So we don't know that. Mm. All right. Um, all right. So, all right. So next question. Do you think clubs would enforce masks being as though it would be hard to social distance? Okay. I like that one. I'm a big guy. That's a good question. And me dancing with a mask is I'm probably going to pass out on the floor. <laughs> Yeah, you know how hard it is to breathe in these freaking masks as it is? That depends. So for, yeah, for, if it's going to be inside, once they open, that's the thing. And imagine being drunk with a mask on. Like, let's be realistic here. Oh, no. Let, let's be real realistic. It's really hard to be for you guys. I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> Are you fat shaming? Big boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Flacco. Wow. Flacco. <laughs> I hope you guys can see Bebo right now. The waistband on those shorts is screaming right now. <laughs> Help me. Anyway, um, <laughs> wait, we need the, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> oh, we can't, he's playing music. Just drop it, just drop oh it. Oh, my just God. Drop it, just drop it, just drop it. Check this out. Jesus. Go ahead. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's how my thighs are talking right now. <laughs> no, that's your underwear. <laughs> that waist man is yelling. Right. Uh, I need right. that relationship as strong as that waist man. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So, mask, um. I don't know if, I mean, they're probably going to be enforced only because, you know, things aren't really fully cleared up yet. So for anything for inside, I'm pretty sure it's going to be enforced. Like it's being enforced for grocery stores or anything like that. Uh, right. For outside, I do think they'll enforce social distancing, but not so much masks. Um, what do you mean so much? You have to. Masks outside? outside? Yeah. Dude, I had, a, I had to, in order for me to get an oil change yesterday, I had to wear a mask. I was not literally around nobody. He just wanted me to wear a mask. Yeah, but that's because you look a little. I, oh, <laughs> here we go. You look like you got the. <laughs> <laughs> so it is. All right, all right. So, um, 
Oh, this is a question for you, DJs. So would you rather DJ just for a brunch instead of a club scene since the capacity would actually be limited? During the day? I wouldn't mind a brunch. Yeah. Especially brunch. now that it's outside brunch. First of all, outside brunch? Hell yeah. Because it's Ooh. nice as hell outside. Right. And like... Yo, anybody that got a patio, hit your boy up. I promote. I'm cute. Uh, here we go. Hit here my go. line. We actually have a no. friend who has a pool, so what's No, up? but I'm down. Like, I'm, I'm down, though. For an outside brunch, would be lit. Yeah. Or... Or what else we could do? Oh. This weekend, I also got hit up to do a virtual party. Just me and seven other people, and they'll pay. They were going to pay a good amount, but I, I wasn't able to. That's kind of weird. That I, sounds I, like I, an OnlyFans to me. Yo, literally. <laughs> you got something to say, bro? I don't know. Whatever they were paying you, they were expecting more of the music. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Plead the fifth. Ooh. Halfway through your set, they like, show us your tits. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> I hope that unemployment kicks in, cause <laughs> already not, I'm gonna see you. I'm gonna see you on Pornhub, <laughs> young Latino DJ. <laughs> oh no! Oh, God. oh no! No no! All right. So next question says, uh, do you think clubs should just remain closed as though fall is approaching, and does that mean flu season as well? Man, that's a good one. Oof. So something that we actually like they discussed in the podcast yesterday. So we saw Eddie G said he'll remain closed for as long as he can. And he, he said it's a long time because he wants to come back full force. So if obviously whoever's opening up, they have to adhere to the to the NJ health organization. They have to adhere to whatever rules, social distancing, mask, whatever it is. We have to we have to do right. So for Eddie G said, for him it makes no sense to open up if it's going to be a limited amount of people and he really can't actually throw the party that he wants to. Because for him, the biggest thing that he emphasized was that. If people see, a, especially in a room that big, if it's some small amount of people, it looks empty. He looks empty, and yeah. he doesn't want Barco to get a bad rep of being whack. That was his biggest concern. It wasn't even like health. It wasn't anything. His biggest concern that it's he emphasized image. was Barco not image getting a whack reputation. Sorry. Okay, can't speak English. Yeah, my bad. Um, Use your fingers, yeah. bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's the biggest thing for him. Then you had someone as Iraq. Who Iraq said that we we'll probably won't have. Like an actually like good nightlife experience until maybe January, and that's if we don't get a second wave when the winter comes right back. Right back to well, shit. Well, yeah, I mean they're saying that we will. Especially well, when it's winter. Yo, get that negativity out of this I'm podcast, saying, though. From I your am microphone. just saying, but what yo, I was mute told. Yo, we should get. You know right. what I should have gotten the chacal horn. Okay, so next, next, it said, would your price as a DJ, being those you've been out of work. Since would you oh they meant to say would you up your price as a DJ though as you uh being as though you've been out of work since the pandemic started? So would you raise your prices essentially? I would love to, but I know owners would not be able to pay. So I I would have to compromise. They'll so. give you a bottle of hand sanitizer, cinquenta pesos, that's nah, it. Nah, nah, and a, and a They're like, yo, here's here's, <laughs> a, here's a pack so here's a pack of Clorox wipes. Some mass <laughs> That's gold right now, bro. I'll take a pack of Clorox wipes. I mean I think there has to be a little bit of a compromise though, cause just just for the simple fact of um so yeah there has to be a compromise and both sides have to understand that one you can't come demanding crazy because of course one not. people also depends like most people have been out of work some people have yep. unemployment or not whatever but yep. i'm pretty sure it's going to be rational on what so like eddie g said too it's going to cost him a lot more to open compared to how much income he'll have based yes, on the amount of people so you know so I get that. So as a D, I mean, I'm not a DJ, but I'm guessing like if I was in that position, I would have to take a pay cut because 
I would be grateful to be back to work. I'm able to do what I love. You know, I know a lot of DJs that do this is because they generally love the music. They like, they love doing it for the people. So if I was in that position, then yeah. But now it's a opportunity to come back and do what I love. I would. Or you know, or, you know what else we can do? We we'll, we can also have like a nightclub open up their uh, use their TVs as a way of uh, DJing. I wouldn't have to be there. Be there virtually. Nah, the purpose. I don't want to. Yeah, but I don't want to be there. It's just it's paranoid for me. Ah, right, good. We aren't booking you anyway. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> oh, Bye. No. Bye. Ah. All right, all right. So next question: Since twenty-five people gatherings are allowed, would you do private events this summer, or would you just stick to gigs like that, or the club seat at least until things get better? DJs. I gotta say that. I, I, well, I'm I'm doing. I might be doing a private event in August. So yeah, I'm. I'm I'm okay with it. Oh, they called. They canceled you. They booked me instead. <laughs> I had a pri- I had a I had a sweet sixteen for August, but that got canceled out. I had a few that got canceled till till next year. I mean, either or, I really wouldn't mind. I think just because of just you know not having that social interaction for a long time, especially not seeing people for about two months or so. Yeah. So I mean, whatever I could take at this point. I mean, and I- it sounds like. You know, I'll take it as for long an as outside gig. I would do it. Yeah, Why not? It. As long as they're social distancing, everyone's wearing a mask. So well, mm-hmm. honestly, I'm gonna be wearing a mask, not them because it's like a family thing. It's alright. That's among Bro, them. I'll just put my iPod on shuffle. We'll be alright. Alright, next question. <laughs> oh, that's actually for me. Yep. How difficult would it be to promote a club if you're only able to have a limited amount of people? Would people actually want to go clubbing if it's not packed? So me, per- actually, I'm, 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 I'm going to let you guys go first and I'll Why? tell you what I think. Why? It's for you. Because you're part of the name. All right, cool, whatever. Uh, you go first, you go first. So yeah, I, hear you. I personally, like, if I look at myself as a consumer, as a client, and somewhere opens up, it, one, I have to, you have to also, like, you have to balance out your risk against reward. Like, how big is the venue? What's the situation looking like? Well, then that's where you have to scale how to hard? a smaller venue. No, but I think I would think I would prefer a bigger venue where I'm Why? not that up on anybody. Because for me, like I, I've never been the person that I, I need to go to a club for it to be super packed for me to enjoy it. Like for whatever reason, people think that a super packed club where you can barely move or breathe is a fun time. To me, maybe because I'm older, maybe I'm getting uh, uh, old. Uh, maybe I'm a grandpa now, but uh, no, I feel you on that. If I had some hot ass dude on my back, and I have Fish. some dude who could barely see out of his eyes, like, and then you have a girl who can barely remember her name. In my near vicinity, like that's not enjoyable to me. I've come to like bars, I've come to like places and lounges where it's a more chill scene. I can still enjoy myself. I can have a drink, I could dance, and I don't have a million people on top of me. Yeah, like to me, like nightlife has, like yeah, my taste in nightlife has changed. You know, before when I was younger, oh hell yeah, I needed to be super packed for me to have a good time. If it wasn't packed, I'm like, oh, this place is whack. But the older I get, I could enjoy a place that's not necessarily like overpopulated, where I could be scared of like. Because the, the main thing for me was like one of my fears, and, and I was going to sound stupid, was someone spilling their drink on my white shirt. That always I, happens. I love always wearing, happens. I love wearing white button-ups. Oh. You know, so like for Smashing. me, like... Let's talk about that one. Huh? What? Hmm. Homie here. Oh. Oh, yeah. One at a Coco. Mangoes. Woo! Cranberry vodka on my shirt. Yeah? Me? Oh, yeah. Oh. You were way too Oops. drunk. Sorry. Uh, I was oh like, no. Typical, typical. I was, I was like this motherfucker. All right, I'm gonna cash up you. <laughs> so baby gap is like twenty bucks. Okay. We'll be in. Uh, I don't know. These two questions are very similar uh, to what we. Yes, yeah, so I mean like for me, yeah. I don't think the promoting aspect of it. So like I spoke about like the client aspect of it, but a promoting aspect, I I think it will be a little difficult because like you said, you there's a lot of people that are gonna be paranoid to go out yeah. to be inside with people. Yeah. Um. 
But then you also have those people who might not care and just be glad something's open. So I feel like it's gonna be 50-50. You're gonna have to just find your crowd. You know, people will be paranoid. They'll be like, yo, to me, it's not worth it. Maybe getting the Rona. But then some people will be like, oh my God, finally something's open and I'll just want to run through that door and like get a line of shots. It's a little bit of everything, you know? Uh, So next one says, uh, I've heard on a previous podcast, uh, you have DJ for a small amount of people in a room, even though it could happen again. The limited people, would you still DJ for a full uh, full set or not bother? So So it's almost similar to yeah. So it's like, would you do a full set? I mean, usually depends on what you're doing though, because normally depends how much the pay is, but whatever. I mean, mean, depends though, because normally if you DJ, it's about about an hour, tops hour and a half. So I mean, sometimes I think it would just be the fact of DJing and then getting the hell out of there. I mean, at that point for me, I mean, I'm not a DJ, so I'm I'm speaking like from an outside point of view. For me, it would be like work ethic, whether it's a million people or not, if they booked me to play from three to four i'm still gonna play three to four of course i yeah, might not go ham and like oh, like start like scratching or whatever but you know i'll definitely still do what i need to do because like that's the work yeah and then bounce ethic ask me yeah, get your pain get out and then the last one says there's a limited amount of people do you think club owners will pay less for you djing for a limited crowd yes yeah, yeah. i believe that too but anyway like i get like i said again you have to compromise you have to find the middle ground. See if you're okay with the money. See if the owner's okay with the money or the promoter. But but uh, what I really wanted to get in, in touch was the whole fact that as a promoter yourself, Celis, it'll be so much better to do a small like a, like small scale venue because it'll be so much easier to bring that much crowd in. Yeah, but that's you know? the thing. The capacity then, is sized to the venue, so re- so it's it's still all rel- relative. So yeah. for example, let's say barcode capacity is 2,000 people 50% is a thousand people now now let's talk about right. lobby lobby the, the patio they can open up I guess what the outside yeah the, and the, the it, it's still be an outside door now yeah. with all that happening they can move around the chairs they can have more VIPs but well, I don't know how the VIP is gonna work out because everything's all squished probably gonna want one other one another uh, VIP you know like skipping VIPs but that can be also uh, a venue that we can do with 25 to 30 people that's really good you know that's still gonna be like a good scene the dj shows up you know the, the screen's there you know it's, it's it's a good time i mean look i think we oh i cried my phone okay i think we all need to realize that nightlife is gonna completely change there's no there's no near future where it goes back to what we we're doing before where it was like a fire hazard where we had so many people in a venue so i feel like now that as, as long as everyone in the nightlife including clients they understand that nightlife can't just go back to what it was yeah then we're just gonna have to adjust and adapt to the new normal to what the norm is now which means not cry to clubs but what i think it will create though is a sense of urgency so you won't have those people that get there super late because they want to look cute you'll have people actually get in there on time because if there's only 30 people you do not want to be that asshole as a 31st person and can't come in yeah so i feel like on that aspect it will create urgency um it's also i feel like it's gonna obviously like we're gonna give jobs back to a couple of people which i think like that's very helpful too i think also diversify a couple clubs too because you know if people can't get to the club they want to go to they're going to try to find somewhere that they you know oh yeah the little i mean you know god willing all the little businesses all little spots survive all this but i do think that's going to happen too a lot of places that maybe weren't getting that much business are actually going to be an option now because me personally i i became fan of smaller places of places where i could relax where i could have you a could drink. just hang out you know like i'm not i'm not gonna shout out anybody special because you know no free clout but 
there are places that I enjoy that are little that aren't super packed that I can have a drink and enjoy it and then get yeah, my, my house. house. <laughs> <laughs> nah, so the cover's expensive here. Yeah. <laughs> um, anywho, so I, I got a little uh, cheese myth from this weekend was the fact that my boy Exclusivo, he got hit up at Saturday night from the some. I'm not gonna put the business out there, but this owner that it's in Newark and he's opening up his spot, I believe next week. 20 to 25 to 30 people gathering. Now he's telling Exclusivo that he wants him to uh, DJ the night. Whole, like, I think four hour, three hour set. I don't think he's gonna be open for that long throughout the night, but, you know, me and him were talking about it and he said he wants to do it, but I, I don't know, it's, it's weird, you know? It, plus, can you tell us I, the venue? Can you be because I want to know? No, I can't. Yo. No, I can't. I maybe name outside. drop. Uh, name no, drop. No, outside of this. Outside the Hold on, mute, mute, mute all the mute all the mics. Mute all the mics. Mute all the mics. Okay. Ew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let my boy rock. Let my boy rock, yo. Oh no. Let my boy rock. What the hell? Let my boy rock. Yo. No free clout. No, no free clout. Free, exactly. No free. We censor out here. You want a shout out? You better hit you my better. cash app, baby. <laughs> We got Zell too. You want to be advertising? Let's do it. Sponsorship. Take sponsors, so baby. Funny. So, but that, that's the thing, you know. And I told I told him about it. I was like, "Are you gonna do it?" He said, "I might," because there's nothing else to do. And I was like, "But you know." But it, you know the crazy it's thing. A small bar, like you're gonna get to. But it's not even that there. though. You know the thing is though, I think the one important thing that I think that I've heard out of coming out of this is the fact that people are taking job like DJs are DJing and getting paid cash. Now look what happens. You're asked out. Why? Because you, if you got paid cash, right? Oh, it's not gonna filed. Like you're not filing. Most people aren't doing a 1099, so they're not reporting cash. Right. Look what happens now. Half of these DJs that were just working on cash, what are you doing now? Well, you because you easy because you easily. That I have I have friends that DJ that own DJ businesses, but they pay their taxes on what they report. Course. and they're making they're getting in unemployment because this this was their business they right. they like, were doing it if the irs is listening i pay my taxes on promoting y'all can check <laughs> i make sure that i do it by the book no i yo literally when i was working down down at mansion bro i was on a i was on payroll i, I was on i had a w4 and i was getting i was getting taxes and everything bro oh, well i do a 1099 for hoboken owner was Put me on a payroll. Yeah, I nine me and everything. No, that's yeah, smart. That's can, smart. You can also file a self-employed. Yeah, I mean that's what I did. I mean he was doing it for me. Yeah, so. but this is the thing. I would just with, collect my check at the end of the night. So if you're if you're filing pay. all that stuff and you're yeah. not doing it correctly, you do run a chance of getting audited. Yeah. If there's someone you don't want to fuck with, is the IRS. IRS. So. Oh, was it uh, uncle? Was it uncle? Uncle Sam. Uncle Sam. Uncle, uncle Sam. Sam. Nah, uncle Sam gets corn, bro. Because then the next thing you know, you ain't got no money in your bank account now. Yeah, no. If you that's get audited, yeah, dude, I no. That's why I'm I'm I pay my taxes. I report my promoting money because I don't want no sauce <laughs> with the IRS. They be like, yo, he working under the table. Ooh. You don't even go here. Oh hell no, 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 no. no. Nah, man. You can fuck with anybody, on, but not man. the IRS. The IRS will get you. So um, to anyone listening, if you're not paying your taxes, this is, if you were looking for a sign to pay your taxes, this is it. <laughs> Don't be stupid, stupid. Yeah, for real. Nah. <laughs> All right. Um, so let's take a little break. Um, we'll be right back. And what do we got, Will? What do we got? What we got? Oh, oh I like the song. Bad Bunny. Lally. Enjoy. Ella desaparece cuando le dan ganas Han sido un par de 
quiere Pero llama de madrugada Terminaste sin rap otra vez Pidiendo que te tocara eh. Ya será difícil Besarle la boca, ey, mírala como se toca. Bailando que me provoca, tiene a todos los nenes, loco y a la nena, loca. Quieren besarle la boca, ey, mírala como se toca. Yo, remember when we cool. saw him live in Vegas? Hell uh, yeah. Uh, uh, mm. All right, all right. Now we're back from commercial break. All right, all right. So, all right. So, um, now that we're back, we want to discuss about what's been going on this weekend. Cause you can't avoid this topic, man. This is, th- this has definitely been what's been, you know, taking over the news, social media. You know, we kind of want to get into the whole George Floyd. Um, situation you know i i gotta give props to where props is needed because newark newark and camden both being one of what they call america's oh well jersey's worst cities had probably the most peaceful protests they were doing it what was it the the cupid shuffle come on that's so peaceful man you didn't see it you no see no okay, i don't know where you were going you, you scared me for a second Yo, i wasn't sure I where you were where going you was about to go with that i was like oh was no like, about oh, to no, mute no, your microphone no, no. <laughs> no look they were literally doing the cupid shuffle Edit the yeah. whole thing out in the middle of all right downtown. so so obviously we're talking about the black Lives movement um i mean black lives matter movement started with the tip of the iceberg which is george floyd's death last monday it's only been a week but it feels like it's been to me like a month We've had protests break out all over the country. Uh, some peaceful, some not so peaceful. Uh, we've had protests where the pro- the protesters were the ones inciting some of the violence, but for the most part, it is the police who've been inciting the violence. Um, it's very sad to see because the people that are sworn to protect and serve are doing the complete opposite. Now we have President Trump, who is talking Fugazi as always on Twitter. <laughs> I'm one got Twitter fingers. 
when he got um, when he got fact on Twitter. His, <laughs> he got hit with the fact check and all. One of his last tweets was regarding saying that if governors can't control their cities, he will unleash the, the military. National unleash Guard. The dragon. And, and when looters start looting, the shooters start shooting. Yeah. Um, obviously, nice. he's nuts. I think we could all agree on that. Oh, it's easy to do this with the whole military base, but to get a coronavirus testing, it took months, right? Yeah. So look, it's money will always go but where they want to put the money in. Um, it's really sad to see that the way that some of these protests are going, they start out very peaceful. But something that I read that was very impactful for me was riots and protests is the language of the unheard. Yep. Um, that's something that was very impactful because if, if there's so much being done to your people, you know, I always try to like see from this perspective. This was happening to Latinos. You know, if we were being obviously we have our own prejudices, but this is not about us whatsoever. It's not. And at this point, we don't really have a voice either. All we could do is project the voice of our black brothers and sisters and try to, you know, push their movement forward because it's years, hundreds of years of injustice, um, very little progress, and being killed just for the color of your skin. It's nuts. Yep. You know. Um, Again, we touched on this last week. We gave a little bit of what at the time was very little of what was happening. Yeah. You know, I, I don't think we could have imagined that protests would have broke out all over the country. We had the most successful protests till this day were, like Will said, Newark and Camden considered the most dangerous cities in New Jersey. Uh, but it just goes to show. But the reason why they were actually very successful protests was because the police was marching alongside them. They were giving them a platform to be able to speak, to be able to be heard. Yep. And that's why they went so peaceful instead of being the opposition and trying to silence them. Because again, the First Amendment is the freedom of speech. We also have the, the right to peaceful protest. You know, and these are all things that were being pushed by white people not too long ago, trying to get haircuts. Yeah, I, w I wanted to get into that too. It, it was a, uh, it was a little. It was an image. It was an image. Um, not even an image. It was. It's it's the back to back tweets of, you know, Trump calling. You know the. You know these white citizens you know all oh, they're just trying to get they're just trying to get their you know they're very good people trying that are not being heard yeah and it's yet they're on cap on the city halls with ars and abusing cops while cops are abusing innocent bystanders who are just protesting for their you know trying to speak their mind and it's crazy it's crazy it i mean another it shows thing, you the privilege another thing that also like i guess to me really like i guess hit hit a chord for me was He's declaring Antifa the a um, terrorist. terrorist organization. For those of you who don't, who don't want Antifa, is the anti-fascist organization of America. Those who you don't know what fascists are, fascism is a political movement started in many authoritarian countries. Um, basically, it's what do we have like Nazis, all that kind of stuff. Fascism. Um, so. The best example for that is Nazis, Nazis, right? So Trump declared Antifa a, so which is an organization that's against Nazis, a terrorist organization. Right. However, the KKK are considered a political party in the United States. Um, Money wise, probably. I mean, I don't know if we have anything else. I, th I feel like that speaks very clearly on its own. Um, the KKK is a political party for those of the that were not aware. The Black Panthers were also a political party. Right. However, they were dismantled by the United States government. They tracked down and killed Black Panthers. In case you did not know that, most of them when they disbanded, most of them Montana. I actually had a Black Panther 
um, a former Black Panther as a teacher for my sociology class my first year of college. Very nice guy. Yeah, gave me a lot of depth on what it was like. And honestly, like in his insight, this was years ago, he was like, nothing has really changed. And now he's just, it's the worst. It's insane. Yeah, he probably feels so much burden. He probably failed this generation. It's not even, I don't think it's that. It's just the fact of you see, you, you see what's going on in this world, you know, and you see that people, you know, our black brothers and sisters are being, they're being abused. They're being mistreated. You have barbecue Becky, you, and if you don't remember who barbecue Becky oh, is, yeah, 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 yeah. you gotta know who barbecue Becky is. The Karens. You have these, these white women calling the cops on these black men for Lord knows what reason. You have the most recent with the lady in Central Park. Amy Cooper. And he told the, Cooper. he told Amy, your dog has to be on a leash here because it was a bird sighting. It was a bird sighting. So that specific part of the park had to have your dog had to be on a leash. Mm-hmm. And the fact that her first instincts was to say, I'm going to call the cops and say a black man is threatening to kill me. That's nuts. Do you know how long you've had to have this thought in your mind and play this scenario over and over in your head for that to be the first thing that comes out of your mouth? I mean, as you can see in a lot of cities now, they are mobilizing the military. A lot of local police departments are being weaponized with military-grade weapons, equipment, Tear tanks, guns, rubber bullets. Um, also, for you guys that don't know, rubber bullets are actually a very downplaying term to what are actually, cops call them 44 millimeters. So they're actually gigantic metal bullets. They're covered in this thin layer of rubber. They were meant to be shot at the ground to bounce off and hit um, protesters in the leg to co- to, to and, cause oh, small small damage. contusions right. basically small bruises right. these are being shot directly point blank in people's faces um this case is all over minneapolis uh seattle of uh, people losing an eye because they're being shot in the face yep. there was a pregnant lady who was shot in the stomach and she miscarried the baby uh i mean right now it's just complete madness obviously then you have the people who are all lives matter, blue lives matter. And that's not the issue. Like the best analogy that I've heard so far is if there is four houses and one of them is on fire, you're not going to pour water on all four because there's only one on fire. Yep. But to say all lives matter, it's to me, it's belittling to the actual issue. And it's not actually paying attention to what the issue is. It is the proportion and the racism and the way police react to people of color. Um, and I feel like I feel like this has just begun. This is not going to be over anytime soon. And like, man, the Black Lives Matter movement have my hundred full percent support. You know, I've donated, signed petitions. Um, yeah, and, and it's cr- I'm sorry to cut you off, but it's crazy. Like people on social media, it's like, oh, if you don't tweet about it, that means you don't care about it. But just because I don't tweet about it doesn't mean I don't care about it. It's just there's a lot of different I, ways I, to cover. I it. cope with it differently than you guys. I don't ha- I don't need social media. It, it's you know what's crazy though because like it, you could see it now. You have a lot of companies publicly tweeting, issuing out statements. You have, I literally, no lie, I was on, I was coming home from work yesterday and I'm going down the parkway, I mean the turnpike. Yeah. So if you're going, you know, uh, turnpike south and you're passing, going towards Elizabeth, I guess the ShopRite distribution center, Yeah. they literally have a billboard that says we stand with our black brothers and sisters. 
Wow. We will not support this injustice that's going in the market. And I saw that billboard and I'm like, yo, that is wild. Nickelodeon went off air for nine for eight minutes and 46 seconds yesterday and advertising different messages about injustices in America. I Nickelodeon. Didn't I didn't hear about that. Nick. I didn't hear about that. Yeah. I didn't hear about like, that. Like, but you have to see that like now it's it's just not about it's not about yes you know it's unfortunate what happened to george floyd but it's just a situation that's been going on for so long and people not being punished you have uh brianna brianna taylor uh the the the, the lady in in kentucky who was killed on a no-knock raid on a no warrant on a no warrant uh on a no warrant. yeah i know what you're talking about brianna Taylor. They, yeah. it went into her house the wrong house oh yeah, yeah shot yeah. her and then go oh oops wrong house how sway how like man obviously i feel like the biggest thing that for me has resonated a lot with everything i'm hearing is as those of you that know me you guys know i'm white so i i've never really actually you're not white my skin, skin is white skin sir. Is white exactly yes. that's what he means the to say. point is, is i have sir. never i have never actually directly experienced any time of discrimination or racism on my i think the worst thing that happened to me maybe when i was like a freshman in high school some guy called me a spig but even then to me it, it didn't affect like I, I feel like the thing you need to understand is for example the most retar- derogatory word for a person for a black person is the n-word yep. for spanish people it's supposed to be spig but we can say spig we don't call it the s-word so obviously the word that we can't even say is much worse so again you know all i can do is stand with solidarity with my my brothers and sisters and i hope that you know everything is resolved i do hope that the killers of <clears throat> jesus christ sorry of george are brought to justice and other than that i feel like we can just hope for the best pray for everyone to be safe in these protests um again remember to vote <clears throat> we oh, need this psycho yeah i mean because i know yesterday <clears throat> was was primary election well no today's yeah. just yo today yes yeah, so today's, today. today's so, primary election in a lot of states and today kind of excuse me today kind of decides what people are going to primaries are big in a lot of country and a lot of states right now in the united states you have to take those seriously we're literally in election year and you have some crazy ass motherfucker telling people he is going to deploy the military to start shooting people i feel like this is you're a political figure in this world you have to understand that you are the united states and which countries don't even fear us anymore because they think we're a laughing stock of yeah, the world we're a joke. so i think that this month and moving forward the rest of the year is going to determine the future of our country forever uh you have someone in power right now like donald trump who is trying to prove just how much power he has and he's trying to push the envelope on what control he has over the military and what they will and will not do for him so this is the time to pay attention to those people around you who supports what and align your values um correctly you know this is a time that we need to actually pay attention be involved if you can vote go out and vote be involved okay. and all these people think that the small elections don't count the primaries for local government actually have a lot to do with how it all trickles up you know i know it sounds ridiculous to trickle up but you know your local people have a lot to say when it comes to congress when it comes to you know the government so make sure you go out and vote guys um so here's a little audio i want to play for you guys about uh trump calls governors weak and said and says they must dominate this is from cnn all right uh let me see if i can play you guys let me see how it sounds 
Basically, Trump was just discussing about how he wants all the uh, governors to take charge and, you know, calling them weak. And if it gets to the point where it's Seba said, it's not even being weak. It's just it's it's realizing the bigger picture. That's what people fail to realize. It's realizing the bigger picture. It's not being weak. You have people can only tolerate so much before something has to get done. Because if people keep saying, oh, if people keep kicking stuff under the rug, it's eventually going to build up. Look what happened now. You have looting, you have riots, you have full-blown things because people are people are sick of everything. People yep. are tired. People are exhausted. Everybody went about it the peaceful way. Everybody went about it the peaceful way. But what happened now? Nobody's, there's no, there hasn't been a change. They keep saying that something's going to happen, but then, then what? Nothing. And it was crazy too This weekend When they were doing the protesting In D.C. They actually uh, put The president In his own little bunker Where he had to hide out Until the whole protest was over So You know It shows the kind of president That we have now And and it really blows my mind Because You know That's the leader of this country That's the person That's supposed to Not wouldn't say dictate But also supposed to help Us Americans And what we should do You know when it comes to the whole protesting which is a great way to get your mind across your point across of what's going on and everything you know and uh what's been going on lately is it has been mostly terror what like what looting there's been more looting than and protesting in certain states in this country and it sucks look they, they looted target they looted hot topic you know, and most of the people are not even protesting for the right okay, of it. So this is something that we should clarify before we go into the riots. So a lot of the riots and looting were not even started by people who were part of the protests. Again, uh, we, we're that, seeing uh, a lot of footage being, being shown that people that are not part of the protests are the ones starting these riots, starting these lootings. Um, you're trying to get bad press for the people pushing for the right message. And again, something that that I saw that again uh, impacted me a lot was the fact that the president rather incarcerate half of his population rather than put four people who murdered a man behind bars. It tells you a lot. And that speaks volumes on the kind of president that we have and the kind of person that he is. Like I said, the best we could do now is just pray for everybody that's out in these protests that they stay safe. They may come to a peaceful resolution, but again, until these people, until these murderers are put behind bars, there will be no peace. So I kind of want to get into something because I've seen this has kind of been trending a little bit more now that riots have been going on. The placement of bricks in places that there's no construction going around. There's just random piles of bricks is being left there. Oh, yeah. You didn't see that? No. Okay. So the reason why that's being done is they want protesters to pick up the bricks so the police can have an a reason. excuse their reason to shoot them so please if you're protesting don't pick up the bricks 
It's a it's peaceful protest. It's a mousetrap. Exactly what it's it cheese. is. It's literally it. it's literally that. But like it, it was wild because yesterday I was watching um I was watching a stream uh on live and dude had like two hundred thousand people watching him. They're going down um they're going up Broadway. They looted the stock X store. They looted Wal uh, Walgreens, they looted Dwayne Reed. They were trying to get into a footlocker, failed. They went back, tried to loot again, failed. But it's just like, I get, from what I've been understanding is that like, I guess they're doing it just because it's like these businesses have money and these, they can replace their stuff. But it's also, what about the mom and pop shops? What if- Worked hard to build their own What are they going to no, do? Nothing. There's not much they can, honestly, I saw another video that actually protesters were destroying their own, you know, their own, I don't want to say it. It's like, how can I say this in a, in a way that I, I won't offend? Uh, like, the own, like, como te digo? Own kind? Is that, a, is that a good way to say it? Oh, like go, going against each other? Going against each other, you know, oh, ruining other, someone else's other, business. Other black businesses. You know, it's like, it's, you know, he even said, it's like, if you're mad at the white man, destroy what the white man's doing. Do not destroy your own people you know like it, it really got to me i'm like damn but like it's crazy I, so again i feel like the most important thing that we should also remember is that not all of the protesters are the ones starting the looting and the riots i know and I you know. when all of that craziness you can't pick and choose like hey who does who owns this you know i'm all for looting big corporations target fuck yeah loot the fuck out of them take everything oh for real let me get that nintendo switch baby you know and even the CEO of Target said they can rebuild. Like they understand. That shows you again. Riots and looting, and protests are the language of the unheard. After so much has gone on, and these injustices continue to happen and they continue to go unpunished, like there has to be a breaking point. And I believe we are now experiencing that breaking point, where these riots, these protests are not going to stop. And unfortunately, the way that the president talks, he's looking for blood to be spilled. So I hope that a peaceful resolution can come soon, but unfortunately, I do not see it anytime in the near future. And then speaking about the president, now that we're in election year, now that this whole pandemic has happened, they've been suggesting that we're gonna be voting through mail now. And it's crazy. You know, voting through mail, where unexpectedly your mail can be lost any you know in any any purpose or whatever could happen in any place you can lose your vote and it could just be compromised you know what i mean so voting through mail honestly it, it's it's a good idea because you're not going to be around people but i mean there is there there has been facts and there has been statistics that even when they've done voter mail there hasn't been any issues with it minus the one back in 2004 when the 2000 well in 2003 and 2003 with the 2004 election that was the only time yep. but other than that they've had successful mail-in ballots okay but even in person i mean they even you know interfered with in-person voting you know they would shut off machines they, certain people wouldn't even connect the machines to power them up like you know it's like i don't know it's, it's just the voting thing through mail it's not even i don't know to, for me personally i don't think it's a good idea but it is also a good idea to be separated from other people because normally voting starts in schools, some businesses and, you know, 
some local that's community they, around. I mean, that's what they tell you. Like you have you have your district. You have to report to this district. If you're gonna you're gonna vote, you have to go to this district, and you just go there. Like I mean, there's really not. Yeah, but you think they're gonna? They're, they don't want us to be in that certain environment. So not all of our voting is gonna be through mail. And I, I don't fully agree with it yet. I, I, I guess I need some time to like really get into the facts. It's because we're not a place that we do mail in ballots. Ballots. That's the problem. We're not a state that does mail in ballots. You go anywhere else, they that's what they do. They do that. They that's that's what they do. They've been successful. That's what I'm saying. Just because we haven't done it, we people have the assumption like it's not gonna work. Like we we haven't done it yet that's the same thing saying like oh it's gonna suck if we have to pump our own gas yeah it's gonna <laughs> suck in the beginning but guess what you gotta do you have to just change you have to go with the change like that's it's not really much you have to just go with what's going in and what's in front of you and just keep it moving i mean whatever happens happens it is what it is at this point you know but i think kind of just kind of what i want to touch into is like do you, how long do you think this is gonna last though do you think this is this is gonna be you know another month through the end of the year you know how long how, how long do you think it, this it, is kind of gonna go for remember how we had march as the coronavirus april being the uh the hornets right and may bringing in what uh i yeah. guess you would say protesting time era uh, uh-huh. it's like every month we always have something something really bad so coming june i mean maybe this could be our our next bad you know situation for the month i don't know i don't know i, I think until something gets done we don't know but i think this is gonna be it, this is gonna continue for a while look man the last thing i'm gonna say on this is no justice no peace there you go all right i think this is a good time let's cut it to a commercial and then uh well one more uh one more song and then we're gonna get to uh a little goodbyes Yeah, 
Para la muñeca, por favor. Peca en la discoteca, que calor. Yeka, para la muñeca, por favor. Oh yeah, I love this song, man. Que It's calor. that summer vibe right there. Kind of just, you know what I'm doing? Segway. Kind of just to end everything off on a. Let's kind of end everything on a positive note. Yeah. I want to know what the next summer hit's gonna be. What that next summer song? Because we had the what that like two years ago. Last year we had Baila. Was it Baila? A, All the DJs, I don't know. I think I'm so. I mean, this year has to go to Bad Bunny. I think Safari. Actually, I think Safari. Safari, Safari might be that. It's Just be. in the Latin uh, genre. Yeah, I don't know. Anything. But no, but but both that took took both. Took oh both, yeah. Uh, took, took both in the uh, in the uh, in the in the genres, if you want to put it that way. Oh yeah, of course. Uh, All right. I'm 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 excited to see what the uh, what 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 the summer brings, man. I I can't wait. A lot of yeah. outdoor parties, barbecues. But like, Fives, baby. Yeah, man. Like my thing is like. <laughs> Whatever happens, happens. I'm just trying to go out. I'm just trying to go. I'm just trying to socialize again. Man, I'm trying to go back to work. Oh, yeah. I'm already I there. About that. I'm already there. Vagos. Yo, I'm look. Let me tell out. you. Look, no, no, no. <laughs> I go to work. Look, I go to work, man, and I just sit there because we get like four or five people a day, and now because all of this, what's going on? We're closing at five now, so like everybody's just working, open to close, in a realistic scenario. But like, yo, like, I'm just trying to go out. I'm trying to hang out. It's getting nice out, you know. I'm trying to have bonfires and, and barbecue and yeah, of course, and, and drink with my friends. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just trying to have. I'm just trying to have at least the remainder of what the summer is gonna be before, you know, we just go back into the cold and snow and and then hit another uh, unemployment claim again with coronavirus second wave baby hey, stop hey, yo that's not so moving hey man no, it's trying to be realistic man come on like seriously Bro, you don't think it's gonna happen again it's gonna happen again yeah not with that attitude not with that yeah. attitude yeah. corona don't care if you got an attitude look at this negative nancy over here bro yeah, for a kiss, get well, like negative bitch <laughs> Oh, oh no! We got the producer, the dueña de la casa. <laughs> She's us la primerita con la second wave. <laughs> She's oh, gonna bring it to the house. Self isolation for like another month. Isolation, baby. We're gonna do a virtual. We're gonna put, we're gonna put Joe in the garage. <laughs> <laughs> we just clean it out too. <laughs> oh, oh, una no. camita. Yeah, oh, wild, yeah. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen. That is uh. That's our time. That's, epi- we, um, that's episode five. What five for our interviews? Yes, five interviews. Because we took like a two-month hiatus. Good. Um, so, ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys so much for tuning in to another Feel the Night podcast. This, um, be sure to tune in this Friday night and also this Saturday night, 10 p.m. to see your boy Beat Boy live on Instagram. Nah, no free cloud. No free cloud. No free cloud. <laughs> Let me do my promo, baby. Boom. Friday, June fifth. And also Saturday, June 6th, starting Music at sucks. 10 p.m. No request. Stop. He doesn't listen to you. Yo, I gotta, you know, I got to get up to one of my followers. They actually brought me a lot of good people to the chat Saturday night. Dude. Like, I'd be like, yo, play, a, of play a song. And then he'll look at me like. No, but I can't see the comments really fast. Can you? Or a lot of people are talking. No, he does. He just For like, those of you that don't know, people can't read. Stop. See this? Don't do that. Don't Fun do fact that. about the DJ, he can't read. He's, he's, like, gotta go with he's, like, he's like the uh, the kid the uh, the teacher picks on. And he's like the 
the fi- fish. Boy, <laughs> I love to read. Stop. Anywho. Okay, Floyd Mayweather. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. So, anywho, be sure to tune in this Friday night at fi- uh, 10 p.m. and also this Saturday night at 10 p.m. to Don't see your boy live. You can follow me on social media at the DJ Boy. And also, I'm going to be dropping new mixes down this week. Just dropped one last night. Be sure to check that out. I'm going to post one tonight, too. And also any other day this week. Ooh. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's always a pleasure. It's been fun. So I guess next week, let's see what uh, whatever thing happens between now and next Tuesday. Everyone <laughs> stay safe. Oh, be careful. If, sorry. If, if you guys also want to be a part of the podcast, if you want to ask us questions, if you want to know and any topics that you would want us to talk about, don't be afraid. Send us a direct message to Instagram or you can email me at thedjbboy at gmail.com. I will have all the information on the details um description below. So without go ahead, Will. I'm good, man. I'm just chilling. I have my beer in my hand, well kind of in my hand. Also, if you want to get sponsored advertisements, hit me up. Let's talk, let's talk money. Come on. Hit that chichi. I know we got people in this podcast who listen. You know. Name drops. Anywho, um, <laughs> so you guys want to give you social media? Go. Uh, follow me on IG at shout Sebastian, Sebastian with two N's at the end. Uh, I'll just look up Sebastian Alejandro. Yeah. Follow me on Instagram at DJ Maravilla. And uh, we out. We'll see you guys next week. Peace. Stay safe. Don't do something stupid. Don't get arrested. And don't loot, please. Thank you. Not loot. Nah, loot. 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 Fucking it. burn it all down, man. Literally. Fuck the Didn't system. Didn't we just talk about not no, looting? We go, no, no, you said don't loot. You I said loot the fuck out of everything. Yeah, man. No, you burn said big the system. Yeah, exactly. big co- exactly. Uh, there you uh, go. Yeah, be more don't don't go loot the little bodega in the corner for Poppy. I thought the Come Walmart on. on 22 said something. Nah. <laughs> yo, big corporations, they got insurance. They'll be all right. Make sure you cover your faces. Turn your phones off so you can't be tracked. And uh, make sure you don't record yourself doing any don't incriminate yourself any illegal activity yeah yeah okay and remember nice. plead the fifth don't talk to anybody till attorney gets there a peace okay all right he said a lot all right thank you guys bye